Welcome to Since You Didn't Ask. I'm Matthew Holbrook. And I'm Andrew McNeil. And Andrew, I think we have an interesting topic this time. Uh, why don't you go ahead and outline the question that nobody's asked, but that we're going to try to try to answer. <laughs> yeah. So our question for this time is going to be, what is the proper place of exercise in the life of a believer? So what is the proper place? Like, um, There's an assumption in the question that you should exercise, or maybe that, that there's like a proper prioritization of it. So I think that this question kind of opens a whole lot of different kinds of questions. We actually haven't talked about this at all. We just started nope. <laughs> started doing this this uh, this recording, and uh, so I have no idea what you would say on this. But I look at it in the context of even what is the proper place of caring about being healthy. Yeah. So there's there's that aspect of it, but then there's also the aspect of if you exercise more than just for health, but because you want to look good or whatever that yeah. might be, yeah. how th does that matter? And so kind of. When, when we're talking about the proper place for exercise, I think it comes down to what is your motivation in the exercise, whether it be to, to look good, is that, a, is that a bad motivation? Whether it be to, to be more healthy, is, is that a bad motivation? How would yeah, you respond to I, that? I feel like that's definitely on the right track. Like so much of life, it comes down to where your heart's at. It comes down to, yeah, I mean, this gets into probably more than we want to get into on this one, but like what, what is the interaction between my soul and my body and what does it mean to be an embodied soul and how do I function with my body? And as a Christian, knowing we have the resurrection of our body coming, I've had someone ask one time, if we are beginning to experience the new creation in our soul, does that have an effect on our body at all now? And all these kind of tributaries branch off of this question. And uh, I don't know, it can get pretty complicated, but at a basic level, I think you're definitely hitting it with it, it's our heart motivation is it flowing out of love for the lord and love for others uh, and then we can kind of maybe work into some of the details of it so i hear people when they talk about this subject they uh, they'll reference often first corinthians uh, three sixteen. do you not know that your god's temple or that your body is a, is a temple of of god and make reference to we need to care for that temple in that way and um, there's also 1 Corinthians 6.20 says, for you are bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. How would you respond? Do you see those verses in any way giving some type of argument that we should be, uh, or that we have in that context, like a biblical mandate to, to be healthy and to care for our bodies? Yeah, I mean, okay, so the question there, like any passage, the question is, does, does Paul actually have in mind the physical well-being of your body when he's talking about these things. Um, I'm actually, I'm pulling up my my Bible software right now, but if I remember right, the passage in 1 Corinthians is sort of a corporate, you, you all are, um, are the temple of God's Holy Spirit, that, meaning I think that the church is the place in which the Spirit manifests himself today, which, which is true of individual believers as well, but I would be slow to lean on that passage in the way that it usually is. I don't know. What, what do you think, Matthew, while I get my software up here? Yeah, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a commonly referenced one in this kind of context, but really I think what the, what the drive of that passage really is, is around self-control and primarily controlling yourself 
to not be uh, falling prey to temptation to sin. And that rec- and, and I think in that context, it's specifically a- around sexual sin, but we can apply it, I think, more broadly to say, know that your, your body is a temple of the Lord and, and protect it from being contaminated by sin. And so when we come back to our main question, how does that apply with regard to exercise? We're really kind of dodging the question, trying to unpack other things up front. But I do have a concern around the idolization of health, even for a lot of Christians, um, whether, whether it be applied to exercise or to healthy eating or to mm-hmm. um, avoiding sickness. There is an idolization or the potential for mm-hmm. idolization of health. That doesn't mean that pursuing health is not a good thing, but again, it comes back to to what our motives are in that. And that brings out a principle that I think applies in lots of different situations where there are certain things that might be biblically permissible, but because of a cultural current in a certain direction, believers need to be careful. So we live, especially where we're at in Orange County, in a culture where there's affluence, there's an ability to focus on how we look, on our health, what we eat. Um, We have the expendable time and often income to in our culture for those things to happen. And that can kind of skew our view on things. Um, And so this is one of those issues where the culture is very obsessed with this. And so it gives us even more pause as believers to, okay, how can we handle our bodies and our health in a way that portrays to the culture that Christ and not our bodies are what's you know most important. Have you thought much about you know Jesus waking up with his disciples and before they go heading up the mountain for the Sermon on the Mount, they're all going to go for their morning run together. Um, I don't know. Maybe they did. The Bible doesn't say, but I, I I think in that context it helps to think through you know maybe what was the prioritization of those kinds of things. I even wonder there there are good things to be done that, again, can turn into idols or can be misappropriated with regard to priority. And this, this even opens the door for like topics like environmentalism. And you say, how does this, this fit in? I didn't think you were going to go there. Yeah, I, I figured <laughs> I could surprise you on that. But, but you know, we have, we, we have a mandate from God to have dominion over the earth and to care for the earth. In simil- it's a similar vein to how we should care for ourselves but I think that we can misprioritize where that fits into the overall picture of what we're called to do as believers. And so I guess to, to hit the, the question more directly, what is that role? What is that, that priority of things like exercise or health? And I do think it falls into this overall umbrella of um, living a life for the glory of God, to be a vessel to be used in his hands in the best way possible. And because our culture does value those types of things, one, if we don't value that, then I think that there is an opportunity that that we can be hindered in ministry because we're, we're, we're looked at as lazy or a slob or whatever that might be. But secondly, I think there is value to exercise in, in, in being healthy and energetic and, and being able to use your life more effectively. But I think that should I guess to start with, be the primary overarching motivation. And you you talked about uh, the mandate to take dominion over the earth, and I really think about that a lot in terms of exercise. And I think when you look at that 
command back in Genesis, the idea is that the dominion would be one that that blesses others. And so at least just personally, I, I think of exercise as something where I'm trying to make myself as useful as possible for as long as possible. And so if, you know, if research shows that, hey, it helps your joints to to lift some weights or to go for a run or whatever, then yeah, within the proper boundaries and priorities, then that's something that that I'd like to do. Like I really enjoy thinking about exercise and exercising and I, you know, I'm not like super fit or anything, but I like it. It's interesting. I don't know. Is that okay? Yeah, I, th- I think so in its, in, in its proper context. And so I do think we have to always be wrestling with what is the context in which I'm putting this in? What is, is the priority? Your question isn't that far off of what we were bringing up earlier. Is it okay to exercise so that you look better? Like, yeah, is that yeah. your motivation or because you just enjoy it or whatever that might be? And I think I, I wouldn't rule that all the way out to say, I want to, I want to be fit even from an appearance standpoint, if it's in the context of not necessarily wanting to draw attention to myself and getting all the accolades and everybody saying, oh, Andrew, you, you know, you're such a, you know, physical specimen or whatever. <laughs> but um, I think it's, it's around, I want to be the best version of myself for God's glory. I want to be healthy. I want to be motivated so that I can be best used by God and reflect that I do care about what God has gifted me with, and I'm not going to waste whatever version of me that he's that He's given to me. And I, I do think that that's a battle in our own minds to keep that that straight. But I want to be I want to be all I can be for God, not for myself or for other other people's mm-hmm. you know attention. And kind of going on the other maybe side of this, and, and this at least statistically is very common in where we live as well, is I, I don't think it is healthy or wise for a believer to completely ignore their body and you know let themselves get very unhealthy. And that does start impede your ability to to love other people. Maybe it gets to a point where it impedes your ability to gather with other Christians or to, you know, there there is a sense where, you know, we might not appeal to the exact verse that our body is a temple, but we've been given a stewardship in in our bodies. And so I do think it dishonors the Lord if we simply just, you know, throw throw that away and and don't use that to bless others. There is a spectrum on which where where that the question was what is the proper place and I don't know that the answer is is the same for everybody. Mm-hmm. There is a spectrum on which different people are going to prioritize exercise and healthiness but it does come back to what is your motivation and how does that fit into the overall calling that God has given to you? And I would throw one other angle to this that I've personally found and probably where I find the greatest value for how God's wired me. This isn't for everybody, but the discipline of exercise, Mm -hmm. I think is super important in life for me. And it kind of flows into the idea of, of routine. If you're going to be exercising to where there's any value to you, you have to have some type of routine, some type of consistency to it. And I find that when I have routine in life, when I have consistency and patterns in life, I waste less time. Mm-hmm. I'm more, this goes back to our, our previous discussion about productivity. I find that I can be more productive for the right things. And I also find that just idle time leads to unhealthy, even sinful ways of, of living. And so exercise puts puts routine into the into my schedule and I can build other things around it mm-hmm. that it, it, it oftentimes affects more than just the exercise itself. It, it, it flows into other aspects of life. That kind of ties in with the verse that also gets overquoted, but it's true. It's 1 Timothy 4, 8. 
that bodily training does have some value, Paul says, but godliness is a value in every way. And so it's just interesting to hear Paul giving at least some tip of the cap to there's something about physical training that that can add some some value. And yeah, I think I think you kind of hit it in terms of the routine, even just kind of learning to push yourself and to have that discipline. And yeah, going to going to that a little bit. Um, I think you know I've run several marathons, and the value that I find or that I found, and that what I really enjoyed about that was kind of, you even alluded to this earlier, but was just, just figuring out how do I best maximize that training towards the best result. Mm-hmm. But I, I found that in the process, that discipline of my mind in thinking through those things, how am I, how am I going to plan my time? How am I going to plan what I eat and what I'm going to do? It really did bleed into a lot of other areas of life that I found to be really healthy and, and good for me. And there was in that still a temptation to to, to over over exalt mm-hmm. the the role of that training. But for the most part, uh, it was it was really a healthy component to to thinking through the rest of life in a, in a good way. I don't want to take us too far on a rabbit trail on this one, but I'm thinking Eric Liddell. Mm-hmm. Like I feel God's pleasure when I run. Right? Isn't there an aspect? Or could there be an aspect where like you do it because it's part of your like free time and you love it and you're thankful to God that you have legs that work and arms that work and you're like rejoicing in the Lord as you does that am I on a right track? No, I think that that's absolutely a a worthwhile point to consider. When we say that we live to the glory of God, I think that that's a Christianese term that oftentimes doesn't have tangibility to it. But really, what I think it comes down to is that we live in such a way that we are rejoicing in Him and giving Him thanks in every part of life. And that to the extent that exercise and competition is something that we find joy in, and that joy spurs worship, then I think it's absolutely an important part. Valid, yeah. And and so, yeah, I think think that's a a really good example. I do think it's important that we remember, but that just triggered in my memory um, that we are body and soul and you can't separate those really. And so a lot of times, I think you would say this too, just people that we talk to in ministry over time, you start to see that a lot of times when there's no exercise at all in someone's life, that can often affect their soul. Uh, You talk to someone who says, I'm not reading my Bible. I'm not praying. I feel so dry spiritually. And lo and behold, they're also have kind of no, no exercise routine that it's not a one-to-one correlation, but well, that the idea that we are body and soul, and God has created us in that way for for that purpose, and that we will be that way eternally, mm-hmm. um, does have significance. So, I guess just to kind of sum this up, I think maybe with the points that we're concluding in this this conversation is that there is a role of exercise. It is not an unimportant one, but it should be driven by what are we ultimately motivated by. The ultimate motivation of our lives is to live it, to proclaim the glory of God, to reflect his glory, to point to him, to minister to his people, and how exercise helps us to do that through being more healthy, more fit, even using the most, as you were saying, with what God has entrusted us with, and uh, to bring some discipline and routine that might benefit us in, in other ways of of maximizing our overall time. I think all of those things are ways that exercise is a positive, but it should be kept in that right context. All right. Thanks, Matthew. All right. Well, thank you, Andrew. And uh, that wraps up uh, this session. So hope you join us for the next one.
This episode of Since You Didn't Ask was brought to you by Grace Church of Orange. Our hosts were Matthew Holbrook and Andrew McNeil. Produced by Andrew McNeil. Edited by Winston Weber.